we have 12 stars in the band, but they're all in the same band, so nobody is the star of that band, which is a cool place to be. We're a constellation, if you will. Yeah, yeah, a galaxy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the closest thing I could even maybe even compare it to is with Wu-Tang Clan. This podcast was recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic outdoors at an East Nashville cafe. Well, hey, y'all, this is Sloane Spencer, and you have found us at Bubble Bottles. It's a brand new podcast where we ask music people, what's your favorite carbonated beverage? One of my favorite backstage conversations to have with folks, and these answers have been all over the place. I have a couple of folks with a band I have seen twice spread out pre-pandemic and then just recently as well. If you haven't checked out Lady Couch yet, you need to catch their brand new record and they're on the road quite a bit as well. I'm going to have them introduce themselves so you get a little bit of background. Hello. Hello, I'm Keisha Bailey here. And I'm Alan. Tell us real briefly what's been going on with Lady Couch. Oh, Lord. We just put out our first full-length record on September 10th with a Blackbird record label out of Los Angeles. It's called The Future Looks Fine. And we've really just kind of been spending the last few months working on that and doing all of the necessary things you're apparently supposed to be doing when you put out a record album. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if y'all have not had a chance to see Lady Couch live, there are a number of folks on stage and the core of the band is Alan and Keisha. And their voices together are absolutely mesmerizing and memorable and each amplifies the others. Like it will be a touch your heart kind of show. And that's not something I say very often. Like, I really mean that truly. Like, I saw y'all recently, as we were saying, and it was like, wow, this was really just an emotionally powerful, moving experience. And so I think a lot of us are seeking that these days. Oh, my God. Well, thanks. I don't even know what to say for that. I mean, genuinely, it's a powerful and and moving experience for me every time. But I think I really got to feel it through Americana Fest here in town for my first one this year. And it was nutty. So to hear anyone else feel the way that I feel is um, pretty nutty. But yes, it's strange. We cry a lot in this band. (laughs) (laughs) We cry a lot, sometimes in happiness and sometimes in what the hell. (laughs) We cry a lot, dude. (laughs) Well, so sometimes, you know, we're not exactly doing tear in our beer kind of songs these days. However, beverages are an important part of daily life. So Hit me, what is your favorite carbonated beverage? Well, we've got a couple. You know, I love a good LaCroix, right? But I also love a good vodka soda. So I have kind of, by the grace of God, I've been blessed with finding Tickers Vodka, who also has a brand called Tickers Unplugged. They do canned cocktails, and so it's basically a canned vodka soda. So if you were thinking of a Truly or a canned vodka soda, but it's essence with fresh fruit from, like, cran lime to grapefruit to tangerine, they were my kayaking drink of purpose and preference all summer and last summer as well. I definitely prefer them to some of the other... uh the other ones of those on the market. I wish that they would make a uh, a cucumber lime because that's definitely my favorite LaCroix flavor. I would like to kind of have that as a vodka. See, flavor. I'm more <laughs> of a peach plum. I'm more of a peach. You the, know, the, they, peach, those peach the peach plums peach are plum good. Is pretty damn the good. The hibiscus is, is the uh, oh, probably that's good. Yeah, I can't I can't get enough of that. There's also <laughs> something about a tall and skinny carbonated beverage. I don't really care what it is. It tastes delicious. 
Yeah. There's, there's, there. Yeah, we, we, we're, we're not super discriminatory on the, um, on the entire wave of uh, alcoholic and non-alcoholic carbonated beverages. No. We, if it's cold and fruity, we're happy with it. Some are a little bit. <laughs> Differently essence than others, and it's yeah. a little too much to take. Our number one right now would be Pickers Unplugged. I would say, yeah, the Pickers Cranberry Lime and then the Cucumber Blackberry LaCroix. Those are probably my favorite. Man, two. those are the shit. Yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite, Sloan? <laughs> I got to quit laughing here for a minute. <laughs> All right, so... I don't like any of those things. <laughs> oh, no. You don't like any. So I'm like a tangerine LaCroix person. I'm so oh, come it's on. not even oh, funny. I like tangerine figures. Oh, my gosh, Sloan. Will you please send me your address and let me send you some. Let me send you a little goodie package. <laughs> so this is absolutely hilarious because one of my favorite parts about it is you know, anytime you're packing the van for tour with a band, it's like everybody has to have their own flavor. Not so much because they need their own flavor, but you need to know whose can is whose. So like, okay, no, you're pumping right. this tour and you're going to live with that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you with this lady couch crew, no one can belongs to anyone. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> well, there is no snack that belongs to one or the other. I make it a point every time that we leave, I bring a little mini cooler of lots of bubble water. I think the last round of, of trips we went on or, or shows we went on, I brought some Limoncello LaCroix. Yeah. And I think that it made it halfway to Roanoke, Virginia from Nashville before it was gone. Well, so. I, was, I was about to say, like, with 12 of us, the only way that anyone gets their own flavor is if one of us gets some Costco card access yeah. and we're able to get like, <laughs> the five-variety case. Otherwise, it's yeah. like, all right, guys, everybody's getting a pop on this. And maybe Mike leaves a guitar at home so we have room for someone else to bring a cooler with different <laughs> right, flavors exactly. of Croix. Because yeah. <laughs> at this point, we're running out of room. So what we bring is what we bring. Yeah. If y'all miss that, 12 people in the band like i said it's an experience <laughs> it's yeah it's an experience for sure <laughs> well because uh, truly there, there aren't a lot of newer bands that are out there with this many people and who bring that kind of show on the road and it's really exciting to get to see y'all when lady couch hits the stage you know it's really it's really exciting to do it Obviously, when we started three years ago, like we didn't really see 2020 coming <laughs> yeah. the way it did. And so, uh, but even then, like in 2018, when we first started, whenever someone would come and see us, they'd be like, oh my God, this is so great. How do you guys do it? And we're like, well, we just, you know. We're at this we, moment, we're just kind of doing it. We receive it. a <laughs> date and we show up at it and we perform, you know, I, what do you mean? And But now after 2020, I was, Keisha and I were talking about this the other day, and it's like, sometimes I feel like the two of us are at an appointment for like adopted child. Like we're trying to explain why we think this is a financially feasible thing. (laughs) Yeah. Our spouses definitely feel the same way too. Like, what are you guys doing? What is it that you're doing? But then they are also extremely supportive and, and see it and understand. But I can see how the naked eye would be like, what the hell did y'all just decide you were going to do? And how is this working? That's a really great statement because the two of you come from very similar, but also very different, both musical, personal and professional backgrounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, so we both grew up. In Appalachia, I grew up in Roanoke, Virginia, and and Keisha grew up in Kingston, Tennessee. So we do have a lot of that common Blue Ridge Mountain upbringing. 
but we were raised in very different environments as well. Different, but the same. <laughs> yeah, not, not as different not as, as I think we, we would have thought years ago, for sure. But that's sort of what, you know, what makes us work as well together as we do and what makes us work with the crew of humans that we have as well as we do. There's a lot of common threads in what we do and there's a lot of differences in what we do, but ultimately family is one of the most important things to all of us. And so having that ability to compromise and have some diplomacy and figure out what is for the good of the family as a whole as opposed to just a couple of individuals. We have 12 stars in the band, but they're all in the same band, so nobody is the star of that band, which is a cool place to be. We're a constellation, if you will. Yeah, yeah, a galaxy. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the closest thing I could even maybe even compare it to is with Wu-Tang Clan. We all kind of had a little bit of difficulty trying to do it by ourselves, and what started out, I think, as more of a support group became just a group. You know, we're able to do a lot more and get our point across a lot better as this unit than we any of us had been as individuals. I will also say that a fizzy water just does not taste nearly as good as it does with these boys and girls in the, <laughs> in the street. But there is something about knowing that, like, we created our own family, you know, it's it's not traditional and it will never be. But hell, we're not traditional. What is a tradition until you make one? Like Exactly. So, yeah, from soda water to snacks to singing tunes to switching instruments to filling our thoughts. Like, we are one big gathering of weird humans. <laughs> and this is how we found each other. We all really did kind of find each other over busy waters. 80% of our, our group text threads are uh, whenever a new flavor from somebody, whether it be uh, whether it be Bubblies or LaCroix or Wild Basins or Pickers or White Claws. Or what, if, if, a, if a new one comes out, one of us has to make sure that the other 11 of us know about it. It's really <laughs> Nothing like bonding a, a modern-day version of the, the big house and the family and all yeah. bonding over <laughs> seasonal flavors yeah. of bubble water. Dude, I exactly. guess so we get so excited. If I have not seen it, I don't even care if I need them. Even if I know I have, like, my Waterloo's or my, not to mention brands. I will say, though, I'm more of a, a Chico kind of lady. <laughs> I'm a Tipa Chico kind of lady. I love those. Just the original, really. Right. But not the, not the flavors? Not really the flavors, man. I don't, yeah, no, just give me a straight up bubbly water. But you're, I remember being a kid and being like, why do people drink this shit? <laughs> and now here I am, a 33-year-old woman, and I'm like, I can't get enough of every flavor. I want to try everything of anything. But <laughs> now I just like plain Topo Chico, and I never thought I'd be that woman that likes plain soda water. When I, when I was younger, my mom had a big New York seltzer and clearly Canadian affinity bordering on problems. And uh, <laughs> I think I got burnt out on the sugars. Quebel Perrier or uh, or Topo Chico Perrier, situation honey. for me. But then in recent uh, recent months and years, I've definitely, I keep going back to that cucumber lime, or that blackberry cucumber. It's so good. Well, if anyone's listening from Topo Chico, I think they're missing out on a great branding experience. <laughs> <laughs> We could definitely, so, yeah, we could definitely use one of those coolers at the at the purple building. At the purple sure. building, yeah, yeah. Even, by the way, if, so for folks who don't know, tell them about the purple building. 
So the Purple Building, or Big Purple, is a, uh, a rehearsal space slash studio in Five Points neighborhood in East Nashville, and it's owned by uh, Todd Snyder, and that's kind of been his practice area, office space, studio for a good long while. He's been kind enough to sort of let us and a few other folks, uh, JoJo Herman from Widespread Panic and uh, Hayes Carl and a few other neighborhood people, Lily Wimwood as well. It's become all of our clubhouse. That's where we recorded our record, Future Looks Fine, and that's where Todd did his record, the first agnostic church, I Hope and Wonder. And so that's sort of, it's all of our little spot. Definitely, we're super thankful to have had that spot in our lives over the course of this last few years. That's where we started, and that's where we just left there today working on stuff. And it's nice to have that office in the neighborhood, and um, it's nice to have a human like Todd in our lives who lets us use it regardless of uh, whether or not we can financially assist him with it at times. (laughs) Or whether or not, like... If you would have told me at any point in time that I could just go into this space and play Judge's piano, knowing that there have been so many other beautiful pianists and keys and humans to play, and him to play this instrument, and me just sit there and try to pluck out the little things that I can to pluck out. On, it's on definitely my, more helpful than using the Casio in my in, yeah. in, in my guest bedroom. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> or the Casio in my living room, which is also in bad shape. <laughs> so, yeah, a real dream come true, man. That building is very, very important to us and probably will always be. Like, I don't, I can't imagine no matter what that space or that corner of a block could ever turn into, it will always be be a thing to us and that's it was as much as this city and this neighborhood are um are changing and growing exponentially you know every day and every year it is nice to have that little piece of old weird east nashville that's you know not going anywhere that's our our little home Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, boy, if you all haven't traveled to Nashville and specifically East Nashville over the last 10 years, I mean, every six months I go, it's like portions are unrecognizable. It's stunning. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's pretty sad. I get lost on a regular basis just driving around to the places that I've been familiar with, you know, for the last 15 years. Right. You know, now we're looking at my 11th year in town. And I only grew up like three hours out of the way. But my three hours out of the way is the country, country. Like, mm. you know, driving 20 to 30 minutes to get to a grocery store or a Walmart, you know. So to go come here and for it to have felt as big as it did 10 years ago and to see what this must feel like or be like for a kid that left town like I did, I would be overwhelmed and I would be, oh, um, yeah. you know, it would take me off guard. It would make me feel weird, you know. We don't build towns for how people are going to feel in generations anymore. And that, mm. you know, the people make the people make the town, not the town. We're trying to keep in that in that spirit. But it's a lot different. And it's, I hate a fizzy water then too. Jesus be a fan. Now we're over here talking about fizzy water. And here you're ranking your favorite flavors: <laughs> big fizzies exactly. and, and big fizzies. What would be your favorite flavor you haven't found yet? Favorite flavor we haven't found yet. Ooh. Yeah. You know, I haven't had a good cherry. I would love a good cherry soda water. 
Bubbly makes a good. It's a black cherry. No, I want a straight up cherry. Yeah. I would like there to be a regular or or the East Tennessee and me also a muscadine. Ooh, huh? there there's no real good grape ones of any kind. A muscadine soda water. Honey. Man. I was a really big grape knee-high kid when I was young. If there was a solid, no-sugar, grape-flavored fizzy water, I'd jump on that. You're right. I'm with you. You're not wrong. Cherry and grape specifically, you got to get that right balance where it doesn't taste like cough medicine. So, Yeah. Exactly. Well, everybody f***s up a grape. Excuse me, Lord. But everybody does mess up a grape flavor. Yeah. And a watermelon flavor, too. I actually grew up not liking and still don't really eat anything watermelon flavored because the artificial watermelon flavor was so bad. Every watermelon tastes like artificial watermelon. No watermelon Jolly Ranchers for you? No, I'm more of a green apple lady. Oh, I, can, oh, yeah. I, I, oh. I got zero problems with the watermelon jo- Jolly Rancher. I could. Uh, like, yeah. I like but if you, get a plain, if you get a plain LaCroix... Mm-hmm. And you put a Jolly oh. Rancher in the bottom of it like you would a Zima when we were in college. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, I bet that guy that invented Zima is so upset right now. But, you know, he was 20 years ahead of his time. There's no way he could have known. What are you missing? What's the one you Ooh. want to see that doesn't exist yet? Oh, that is a tough one. I really like things that are peach when they're good peach and not that weird oh, chalky yeah. peach flavored. The peach plum LaCroix is pretty good. Peach basil. Ooh, that would be delicious. Okay, listen, y'all, I don't mean to, like, interrupt and with negativity, but can we not put basil in a cocktail? I like pasta too much and cheese. <laughs> like, but strawberry basil is delicious. <laughs> strawberry basil is delicious, but, okay. I, but I do also see your point where it's like, Maybe. I, mean, I don't want my drinks to taste like dinner. I don't need my drinks to taste like <laughs> dinner or dessert. I need them to help me with whatever digestive issue and taste good at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. You're, yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. I think you've got something here on the muscadine. Nobody's doing that. And they need to. No, nope. they're not. No, so no one's made a decent someone, grape of any kind yet. I think someone just, someone just brought me. Um, I work at a distillery. Someone brought an entire bag of muscadine to the distillery, and no human being, including my master distiller, knew what a muscadine was. And what? I was so happy. Girl, I was so happy to open up that bag and start. You have to eat it this way now. If you want right. to start, like just to teach them how to eat a muscadine, was the highlight of my entire day. You may be making whiskey, but I'm gonna have to teach you how to f-ing eat a muscadine. That's and right. I loved it. <laughs> I live for it. I love it. And you better spit the seed out. And when you spit the seed out, it's gotta make noise. Yep. <laughs> yeah. so you don't spit the seed out for it to not make noise. And if it doesn't make noise, then you need to spit it out wrong. discreetly, yeah, too. Though. <laughs> there are rules. There are southern rules. Oh, that you're is either out in the field so or you're not. Okay, so we're only on number four. Oh, right. Oh, you know what cherry is really good? The cherry lime. That's a good cherry flavor. I've got an uncle that works for Pepsi, and I should be promoting bubbly more right now, but, like, they can maybe... <laughs> change that black cherry to cherry lime oh i don't like black cherry isn't that funny sorry uncle steve i love you but (laughs) (laughs) i like the blackberry i do like the blackberry number two would be the limoncello i'm not a big key lime pie or limoncello flavored beverage person because the creaminess when it's not in the like booze or the pie 
just like I don't like a quote-unquote buttery Chardonnay, like I don't want my cold, refreshing beverage to taste like it's got milk in it. But you yeah. drink Coca-Cola. Yeah, but that's different. I don't drink vanilla Coke. I don't drink Coke like with oh, cream in it. Oh, you would. Maybe, but I not. I, don't, okay, I wouldn't fine. choose it. You see how judgy I am about judging him <laughs> about what fizzy water. Like, I'm sorry, it's that it makes whole family me angry. thing. <laughs> I know, yeah. and now I'm upset. Like, oh, really? You don't like it? I mean, I don't hate it. I would reach for it when I was really, really thirsty. I wouldn't reach for it in the store. Like, oh my God, thank God they have these. I'm gonna go home and take this whole conversation out on my own husband. <laughs> Y'all, you want to be sure you check out Lady Couch. You can find them online at ladycouch.com. Brand new record is called Future Looks Fine. It's out now on Blackbird Records and all your favorite places to find real and digital music. Stop on by, listen, check them out. You do not want to miss it. So Keisha Bailey, Alan Thompson, Lady Couch. Thanks for being with us on Bubble Bottles. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Stick around, y'all. You'll find out more about Bubble Bottles and other upcoming episodes at BubbleBottles.com. You can support us at Patreon.com slash Bubble Bottles. We've got another podcast called One Hit History. You'll be able to find these folks over there as well, talking about a real rap battle or something. Stick around. <laughs> you'll find it all online. <laughs> I'm Sloan Spencer. Thanks for listening. Bubble Bottles is a comedy podcast. We've done slightly less research than your average Wikipedia contributor. We're loose with the facts, and your mileage may vary. Thanks to Jacob Fur for our theme music. You can find his catalog at jacobfur.bandcamp.com. That's J-A-C-O-B-F-U-R-R.bandcamp.com. Thanks so much for our graphic design and logo from Keith Brogdon. You can find his work at thinkingoutlouddesign.com. Our show notes are crafted by freelance writer April Blake, who you can find at theaprilblake.com. 